Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a stroll through the enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens, adorned with lighted trees and displays on our half-mile paved trail with 500,000 sparkling lights at Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights in Vienna, Virginia. Get to Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at winterwalkoflights.com. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. Word. Somebody say the word. Hallelujah. We welcome those at every campus tonight, those of you watching on the internet. We welcome all of you tonight, and uh, we thank God for you. Listen, uh, we're so excited. We had nine baptisms uh, tonight. Excited about that. And so we thank God. We thank God for that. Congratulations to those of you that were baptized tonight. I'm excited to get into tonight's word. Are you excited about it tonight? I said, are you excited about it tonight? Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message that I am about to receive. Remain standing. Go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And I want you to get it down to verse number 26. John chapter 10, verse number 26. Tonight, we're talking about something that's uh, <clears throat> very, very important because it's very, very misunderstood. Say, discovering God's voice. All right. Okay. We're going to bring some clarity tonight so that you, you have a clear understanding of, of when God's talking and when you talk it, we have a clear understanding of when God's talking and when that's your mom and them talking. You're going to get a clear understanding of when God's talking and when you just don't want to do right. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you. Look at your neighbor say, every time that you hear a voice, that's not what you like, doesn't mean that's the devil. Tell him it's probably you. Uh -huh. John chapter 10. Don't forget you can connect with us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all of that. John chapter 10, verse 26. But you do not believe because you ain't mine. <laughs> he says, because you are not of my sheep. He says, as I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. Notice he didn't say it and they know me. He says, and I know them. But look what he says, what they do. They will do what? Follow me. Verse 28, and I will give them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. You, cannot you cannot be snatched out of God's hand. Out of God's but, hand. You but you can jump out of it. Look at the person next to you and say, after tonight, after tonight 
you will not have any doubt of when God's talking. It's going to be crystal clear. Hallelujah. Father, you hear me? You always do. Speak tonight in this house. God, do something unusual tonight. Do something unusual tonight. There's expectancy all in this atmosphere. Do something unusual tonight. And we honor you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated. Let's get into this tonight. There is a lot of misunderstanding about and misinterpretations of God's voice. Say God's voice. Now, sheep know his voice, uh, and, and sheep understand this. Uh, in the scriptures, the, the, the scriptures always paint the relationship between a leader and a follower, between God and his followers. Uh, it paints this relationship of a shepherd and a sheep. Now, that's an interesting relationship, and it's very interesting uh, uh, imagery for God to use uh, because God wants to paint a clear understanding of how the relationship is supposed to work. He uses this imagery of sheep and shepherds because in the scriptures, they were an agricultural cult, uh, people. And so they dealt with farming and all those kinds of things, stuff we don't know nothing about. Y'all not saying nothing. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that there was an understanding that when you were in relationship with a shepherd, when you were a sheep, that there was a certain yielding of yourself that you had to give. Uh, so when the scripture uses this imagery of uh, my sheep know my voice, what he's saying is, is my sheep's will has been broken so much that they have died for what they want and they live for what I want. Amen. In other words, Bishop, what do you mean? One of the things, you've heard me say this before, that the sheep would do, that shepherd would do, is that the sheep sometimes would begin to smell their draws. Excuse me, I apologize. The sheep would sometimes begin to think that it knew more than what and who was leading it. Uh, parents, maybe you have experienced this, that sometimes your children begin to think that they know more than you as if you're leading them. Or excuse me, as if they are leading you. And so you're saying, listen, you're 12 years old, so just, just help, let me help you out and understand some things. So the reality is, is that some of the sheep would begin to think that they knew more than the shepherd. So they would begin to wander. They begin to wander. And what the shepherd would do is he would come around and he would find that sheep. Uh, and then he would leave one of the more mature sheep in charge of the herd. He would go find that sheep. And he'd say, I don't know exactly what it is you think you're doing. But what I'm going to help you is get an understanding. Because what I need from you is understanding we need to communicate y'all not saying nothing so what he would do is he would say listen he would use the end of his shepherd's staff and he'd use it to it was it was hooked like this he'd use the end of it to grab the sheep and pull them up uh, parents I know y'all don't do this here but where I'm from in the south uh, whenever sometimes the child got a little out of line you had to snatch him up do you have anybody know nothing about snatching them up y'all don't know nothing about that I might encourage you to do anything that's wrong, but sometimes they would snatch you up uh, just because you weren't understanding this far away, so you just needed to get snatched up a little closer so you could understand. Uh, it's a lot of folk that because you got snatched up, you didn't end up locked up. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? It's a lot of folk that because you got snatched up, you didn't end up behind. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor say, thank God for my snatch up. Thank God for my snatch up. Thank God somebody cared enough about you to tell you what you ain't going to do and it don't matter. How, okay. Shepherd would snatch him up and he'd say, listen, come over here. I don't know what it is you're thinking, but what you're doing is out of line. It's out of order. So then what he'd do is say, I tell you what, uh, and, and, and obviously he's, he's a human talking to a sheep, so he wasn't having an audible conversation. So what he would do then, what he would do is he would take the bottom of his staff and he would use it to break the legs of the sheep. And he would say, I tell you what, I tell you what, you're not going to be able to go anywhere or do anything unless and I say you can and unless and I take you there because what I have to teach you how to break is your will. 
Now, Bishop, why are you starting out with this when we're talking about God's voice? Because the first thing you got to understand, if you're going to understand God's voice and how to know when God is leading you, is you got to make sure that your will is dead. Bishop, what does that mean? You have to live a life that says, God, it's not what I want, but it's what you want. It's what Jesus modeled. Jesus said, not my will be done, but your will be done, which means you got to understand that your will has to not even be in the runnings. It has to be dead. Somebody shout dead. I said shout it, not say it. Yeah. Now, now look at this. Watch this. Watch this. There's a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of misinterpretations of God's voice. And I see people as a pastor and a leader of, of other pastors, I see people make horrible life decisions because of the misunderstanding they have about what they think is God. Uh, sometimes people have misunderstandings like, well, if God doesn't want something to happen, he'll stop it. That, that's not true. Somebody say that's not true. Uh, please understand, sovereign, God is sovereign, which just means God is the supreme ruler. He is the supreme controller. But understand that God is in control of what God is in control of. God's sovereignty now in the earth has been relegated to us. In Genesis, he said, uh, now I give you dominion over the earth. That means absolute power. He says, so whatever you say is cool on the earth, I'm going to say it's cool. Whatever you say is not cool, I'm going to say it's not cool. Uh, please understand, God said, as it relates to the earth, you are supposed to rule, to reign, and subdue. So Bishop, what does that mean? God's sovereignty then is now relegated to us. What do you mean that is relegated? It's now given to us so that then we can now not be victims of the circumstances we find ourselves in, but so that we can be conquerors and subduers. Look at your neighbor and say, you are not a victim. Tell them, you are, you are not a loser. Tell them, you are not a mistake. Tell them, you've got some authority. But now check this out. Now, God's sovereignty, watch this. Did you lock your car doors when you came in here tonight? Well, why'd you do that? Because if God didn't want nobody breaking your car, nobody's going to break on your car, right? Because then evidently you don't have no faith. When you go home tonight, well, I know some of y'all won't because this is in Denver, but when you go home tonight, you're going to lock your doors, most of you. Well, why, why don't you just leave your doors unlocked? Because if, if God don't want nobody to break in, won't nobody break in, right? Listen, that's a bunch, that's the most foolish thing I've ever heard. Please understand, uh, what happens in your life happens because you permit it. For the majority of things. Now, there's some things that, that fall beyond that. But what happens in your life happens because you permit it. So, so connected to that bad misunderstanding of God don't want it to happen, he'll stop it from happening. Connected to that is this thing. Well, everything happens for a reason. Sure, because you did it. You understand what I'm saying? You, if you got a ticket, you got it because you're speeding. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Everything does happen for a reason, but the reason is not always God. Sometimes the reason is cause and effect. You follow what I'm saying? Another bad understanding and uh, misunderstanding and misinterpretation of people uh, that people have of God's voice as well, uh, we endure abuse for the glory of God. People say, well, I'm just taking this because I'm just a good Christian soldier. And since this is Wednesday, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more straight than I normally would. That ain't because you're a good Christian soldier. It's because your, your psychosis is such that you enjoy abuse. Okay. All right. Watch this. Knowing a person's voice comes from prolonged relationship and knowing what to look for because there's always four people talking. It's four people talking. Say four. four. 
Now, now, now watch this. Too often, people are looking for a burning bush experience. You know, Moses had a burning bush experience where he goes up and he's walking up this mountain. And as he's on this mountain, this, this bush begins to uh, catch on fire, but yet the bush is not consumed. And the Lord begins to speak to Moses from that bush. And a lot of Christians are looking for that kind of experience. They're looking for a voice to come out of heaven. My son, <laughs> this is God. Don't turn left. It's an accident. Touch your neighbor say, probably not. 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 Okay. So, so, so watch this. Here, here's the truth. Before I give you the four things that are always talking, here's what I need you to understand about those four things. Is whatever you really want is what talks the loudest. That's why when you've tried to give people good advice and, and, and you're saying, listen, I'm telling you, if you do A, B, and C, this is going to happen. And you try to tell them and they still fight you on what you know to be true. And they still do it. You know why? Because you weren't talking the loudest. Well, what do you mean by that, Bishop? It's because what they really want, that's what they're going to hear anyhow. So do you see why we started with your will has to die? Because if your will doesn't die, then every voice you hear will not be God's voice. It's going to be what you want manifesting in the voice of somebody else. Oh, God, y'all not going to say nothing to me. Say, Lord, not my will, but your will. So, so, so we got to understand this. Whatever we really want is what's going to talk the loudest. So if you really want God's will for your life, anybody really want God's will, aren't you sick of doing it your way? Because your way, you got to have mistake after mistake and issue after issue and problem after. Ain't you sick of going through the same thing over and over and over again? I think there's some people in here tonight that say, I'm not doing that no more. 2012, maybe I repeated that, but not this year. Touch somebody and say, not this year. No, I'm not repeating that same foolishness over and over again. I got too much living to do. I got too many places to go. I got too. So now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Whatever you really want talks the loudest. Whatever you really want talks the loudest. So we have to want what he wants so that what he's saying is loudest. So there's four people talking. You ready? First one is you talking to yourself. This is where you manifest your own will in a third person's voice. And I don't have time to get to the psychological side of this, but, but Jeremiah 17, 9. Matter of fact, just flip there real quick. Jeremiah 17, 9. Because this is what most people do. Because sometimes people say, Bishop, I heard God. I said, well, what did he sound like? <laughs> well, you know, he sounded like myself, meaning, meaning them. He said, baby, that ain't you. That ain't God. Well, I just felt, well, that ain't God either. <laughs> well, I just think that ain't God either. If you needed to rely on your thought, then why God? Then why God? Okay, Jeremiah 17, 9, you got it? Let's read it together because I want you to see that it was in your Bible before you got in here. It says this, the heart is deceitful. Now, heart in the Hebrew is the word lev, L-A-B, which means mind. So most times when you see the word heart in Scripture, you can, you can translate that to mean mind. Your mind is deceitful. You know what deceitful means? Your mind will have $5 in its pocket, but go shopping like it's got $25 in its pocket. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing? Your, your, your mind is a liar. Your mind will clearly know that they are a cheater, a heartbreaker, and a deceiver, and still call, how you doing? (laughs) 
Your mind will know your boss clearly said leave at noon. And your mind will say, well, 1230 is close enough. Your mind is a liar above every, your, li- your mind lies more than Satan. You know, you talk to Christians, the devil is a lie. You a lie. Now, this is the Bible. You got a problem with it? Write a note to heaven. But I need to tell you, they don't respond. <laughs> they just open the earth. <laughs> you better be careful. You better be careful. Be in a sinkhole somewhere. And look, and look, and it's desperately wicked. It's seeking a way to not do what's going to cost it more. It's seeking the easy way out. It's seeking the comfortable way out. It's wicked. Who can know it? So next time somebody tells you, I have a good heart. Don't even say nothing to them. Don't judge them. Just say, I want this. Let's look at this scripture. This is what happens when you talk to yourself. Your mind uh, projects its will as the voice of a third person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay. And, and it brings you comfort even if it's wrong. Because whatever you really want talks the loudest. Oh, God, I wish I had somebody here. Got it? So, so then we hear people say things like this. Well, you know, well, God knows my heart. And you're right. He's the only one that does. Okay. Well, nobody's perfect. That's true. Mm. But does that mean you still got to have that same problem? I'm just asking questions. Conjecture. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God's voice, hear me, is not an emotional feeling. So when people tell me, Bishop, I feel the Lord, then I normally stop a mid-sentence and say, that ain't God. Because if you really had an encounter with God, you would be able to clearly articulate that he wasn't a feeling. Because feelings change. Emotions, E, E, the prefix E, out of motion, out of motion. Your emotions come out of motion or out of change. That's why they change when things change. So that's why when you, when, you, when you get a raise on your job, your emotions are high. But, that's, but when they tell you you ain't doing too good of a job and you get a bad review, your emotions are low. Now, when they give you that raise, they can do no wrong. But when they tell you you got some stuff to fix, well, I don't know. The Lord might be shifting me. Oh, lie. It's quiet in the church. Okay, God's voice is not an emotional feeling. People say, I just feel in my heart. Thank God. Now, you just need to know that. Because I can't tell you. One of, the most, one, of the mo- one of the saddest things about what I do as a leader of people is to watch people self-destruct because they wanted God's voice to be a feeling. And I, I just sit back and sometimes, you know, I used to stage interventions. I used to be like a TV show. I said, no, don't do this. You can't do this. You're going to mess your life. Don't do that. I don't do that no more. I say, oh, okay. All right. Good luck with that. Let me know how that works out for you. Because sometimes, sometimes you're not going to get the totality of a lesson until the lesson has broken you. 
So sometimes you, 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 you have to let people break themselves so that then God can make them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Second thing, you, second voice you're going to hear. We got to move quickly. Y'all all right? Second voice you're going to hear is people's unbiblical opinions replaying themselves. People's unbiblical opinions replaying themselves. So you've got to be careful when, we, when you ask people uh, for, quote, unquote, advice. Advice is perhaps one of the most uh, misunderstood phenomena, if you will. I say it's a phenomena for this reason. is because advice is someone trying to add a vice. <laughs> and the reality is, the reality is, is, is that they're only speaking to you from the perspective you told them. That's why, let me tell you something, whenever a couple's having issues, don't you, don't you take either side of that. You stay out of it. Bishop, why? Let me tell you why. Because what they'll do is they'll use you. And they'll have you hating that other person. But here's the thing. They're going to make up and will turn on you because they're only telling you their perspective. So they're only telling you, he don't do this, he don't do this, she don't do this, she don't do this. They don't talk about the fact that they lie or whatever it is. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. So you need some advice, that's advice. Just, just. Somebody say, well, what would you do? Say, I would pray. That's what I do. I'd read my Bible. I'd read it all day long. I'm telling you. How many folk have friends have you fallen out with because, because of advice about stuff you only had one side of? So you got to be careful with that because advice, advice is, is, is many times it's, it's one-sided. It's unilateral. It doesn't have uh, the complete picture. So it can't speak intelligently because it doesn't know enough to be intelligent on that particular issue. Are you still here? Okay. So, so people say, well, I think you should. If I were you, well, you know, the Bible says, you know, uh, cleanliness is close to godliness. <laughs> Don't say that. Well, the Bible says, you know, just, you know, just, you know, uh, turn it over to Jesus. It says it in principle, not in, 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 in actual words. You ever had somebody tell you that, tell you something about me? You said, where is it at? I don't know. I asked somebody. Somebody was convinced of something one time. I said, tell me the scriptures you used to come to that conclusion. They started flipping around and, oh, I, I can't find them, sir. I can't find them. I said, I, I know you can't. Because they don't exist. Because it's not in there. Got to be careful when people's unbiblical opinions play in your head. Well, you know, I would get them, I'd get them back. Well, if it was me. Problem is, is it's not you. And, and you got to be careful when you take advice from people who don't have to live with the consequences of the advice. If you quit your job because of someone's advice, they, they ain't got to pay your bills. Okay, all right, let's move, let's move, let's move. Thir third voice, third voice, third voice you're going to hear. Y'all all right? I got to tell you the four people that are talking before I tell you to know which one is talking. Okay, because you need to figure this out. Number, number three. Satan talking. Satan. Satan, the Hebrew, Hasatan, the adversary. 
He is, he is pictured in Scripture as a celestial prosecutor. The Scripture says in the book of Revelation that he stands before God. Some people say, the devil's under my feet. No, he's not. He's, he's in the third heaven where God sits on the throne, and he's before God. He's right up there right now. Touch your neighbor say, he's up there right now. He's up there right now. You know what he's doing? The Bible says he is the accuser of the brethren. So you know what he does? He takes everything you've said that's contrary to what you profess to want to go. And then he takes it before God and says, listen, now, God, your word says that life and death are in the power of their tongue. So since they said nothing ever works out for them, by your own word, you have to ensure nothing ever works out for them. And some of you are trying to figure out why is my life messed up? It's because you've been saying that and Satan has been prosecuting. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Touch your neighbor and say, stop talking crazy. Stop talking. Some of you are trying to figure out, my kids, I don't know why they act like this. Because you've been saying they're crazy. You've been saying they ain't about nothing. And since you've been confessing that, that's why they're that way. And Satan takes it and he says, God, you have to. You're obligated by your own word. God says he'll never suffer a, one piece of his word to fall to the ground. So that means the life and death of the power of the tongue, they that love it shall eat its fruit. So that means when Satan comes before God and says, listen, well, they say nothing ever works for them. And then Satan makes his argument where God says, well, based on that, he, he said, heaven and earth will pass away, but not a word from what I said, not a jot or a tittle, the scripture says. I think you just need to take 15 seconds and just speak some life over your life right now. I think you just need to do that. I think you just need to do that. I think you just need to uproot some of the negative stuff you said. Stop saying you're never going to be able to break that addiction. Stop saying you're never going to be able to break that habit. Stop saying you're never going to be able to go nowhere. No, man. You better speak some life into your life. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Now go to Genesis 3 real quick. Genesis 3 real quick. I, I got 11 minutes. So y'all got to come on with it. Genesis 3. Now we're talking about this third voice that could be speaking, which is Satan talking. Now, now why did I bring up how, how Satan, how he works, okay? B because what you got to understand is the way he works is he mixes some truth and some fiction to spawn subtle disobedience. He mixes some truth with some fiction to spawn subtle disobedience. See, what, what, he's never going to show up. I'm the devil. Go rob a bank. He's not going to do that. No. What he's going to do is, is he's going to say, well, you've been working hard. It's not going to hurt to put an extra hour on your time card. You know they don't check it. Now, you're saying, Bishop, what do you mean? What do you mean? Subtle disobedience. You stole $13. Or whatever your hourly rate is. But what you don't understand is, is that 13 then is going to turn into, well, let me just lie on the credit app. Which is then going to turn into, well, then, you know, let me just lie about that. Let me just lie about that. Let me just lie about that. So then before you know it, then what you've done is you've now become fully, completely disobedient. But you, you slid into it. It's gradual. There's a theory called the boiling frog theory. The boiling frog theory says that when you put a frog in hot boiling water, what's it going to do? Jump out. But when you put the frog in warm room temperature water or, or whatever the frog's natural habitat would be, comfortable water, you put him in something where it's comfortable, and then you begin to gradually turn up the heat. 
all of a sudden, the frog will not be aware that you have changed its surrounding because it, begot, it got comfortable in its surrounding. And so now the frog will die a slow death because he became subtly, he was subtle. He eased into it. He just missed one, just one, one worship experience for the month. It was just one. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing. He just didn't pay his tithe once. It was just once. God knows his heart. But it's subtle. He just called that boo that he knew he shouldn't have been calling. Just because they wanted someone to go with dinner with him. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing? This whole side church got quiet. Y'all need to... There's an anointing coming your way. <laughs> and then it was just dinner. And then he said, okay, you can't come to my house. And then all of a sudden, okay, you can come in, but you can't stay. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Y'all, okay, all right, all right, fine, then I'm going to dig. I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to show you the subtlety. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, you can stay tonight, but you can't sleep in my bed. Because I'm a Christian. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Okay. You can stay in my bed, but you need to stay on your side. Don't touch me. Head to toe, head to toe. And it's subtle. Somebody say subtle. And then, and then that turns into, okay, well, you can touch me, but keep the lights on. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Do you see how it's subtle? Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Ugh. Satan mixes fact and fiction, and it spawns subtle disobedience. Watch this, Genesis chapter 3, you got it? Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3, as, 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 we, as we move. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now, the serpent. Serpent does not mean snake. It means deceiver. Now, the s deceiver was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat every tree of the garden? Now, watch out. Look at, he's slick. Let me tell you something. He, he's skilled. Because watch this. He already knows when God said that, Eve wasn't yet created. So he was now depending on what Adam told Eve. He already knew that. So he says, and, and God said to the woman, uh, um, and he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you know, not every truth of God in verse 2. And the woman said to the serpent, now see, here's the problem. Why is he even talking to a deceiver? See, why, why are there certain things in your mind you even entertain? Why are you even entertaining going back to that foolishness? Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Why are you either even entertaining going back in a direction you know you're not supposed to go in? Why are you even entertaining fooling with folk that you know ain't going the same direction as you? Why are you even entertaining having friends that ain't about nothing, ain't trying to go nowhere, don't want to be nothing? Why are you even entertaining that? Verse 3. Watch it. Watch it. Verse 3. Verse 3. Watch, watch this. Watch, watch, watch this. Verse 3. Verse 3. It says this. It says but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden or middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Watch this. Then the serpent said to the woman, you're not going to die. Subtle. Now, she clearly knew what 
The Lord had said. Clearly. See, it's just like certain people. You can say, how can they sit under good teaching and still act crazy? They clearly, listen. She clearly knew. Okay. She clearly knew. Then the serpent said to the woman, you're not going to really die. Verse 5. God, here's the real deal. Let me tell you the real deal. Because God don't want you to know. Because God's trying to keep you from something. He don't want you to have the, he don't want you to be happy. He don't want you to enjoy your life. Let me, I'm going to show you something because you're missing out. You're missing out on something. All you do is go to church and love God and love people. Are you missing out on something? No. He says, because God really knows. He really knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like him. Knowing good and evil. Evil means contrary to. Look, look at this. Verse 22. Then the Lord God said. Now, you see how we skip from, from, from verse 5 to verse 22? Now, watch this. Because remember I told you Satan will mix fact and fiction? Verse 22. Look what God says. Then the Lord God said, behold, the man has become like one of us. Us there referring to all of the multifaceted nature of God. See, see, God is God. His name is in Hebrew, Yad-Heh-Waveh, Tetragamaton. Uh, his name, uh, in short, would be Yahweh. In English, it would be Jehovah. Now, God was not speaking to uh, two additional people or four additional people. God was speaking to the manifold nature of himself. Bishop, what do you mean by that? Uh, but see, because he is God, uh, God is a title, not his name. God is a sixth century term that comes from the word gudan, Germanic term. Now, check this out. Watch this. Watch this. He says, then the Lord God said. So, watch this. This man has become like one of us. He said, I am Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. I am Jehovah Nisi. I am Elohim. I am El Shaddai, uh, the Lord with you. He says, I'm multifaceted. There's so much to me that when Moses asked me to describe myself, I just told him, I am. He said, there's so much to me, I could not quantify myself in one little thing. So I just told him, I am. Which means if you need a way to be made, I am. If you need a door to be open, I am. If you need a brother, I am. If you need a sister, I am. If you need some, a job, I am. If you need, y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Somebody shout, I am. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, he said, whatever y'all need me to be, watch me be it. I'll make a way out of no way. I'll open up windows when they shut the doors. I'll open the doors when they shut the windows. Watch this. And now lest out he put his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So do you see what God said? He actually, God says that what Satan said actually ended up happening. He said, behold, the man, Adam, Adam, has become like one of us. Check this out. The problem was is he gave Fact and fiction. He gave incomplete truth. Incomplete truth. Did you hear that? He mixed a little truth with a little lie. Problem is when you mix a little truth with a little lie, it's a whole lie. See, the scripture gives this, 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 this analogy. It says that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Meaning, meaning that a, a little wrong makes the entire thing wrong. It's just kind of, can I give you a real graphic example but you'll remember Anybody like brownies? I like chocolate, all kind of chocolate. Now, I've been trying to stay away from chocolate for the, since the beginning of this year 
I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to change, you know, my health and that kind of thing. And, uh, and, and so I wanted to stay away from chocolate. So I've been doing real good. Matter of fact, today I opened the Three Musketeers, and, and then I looked at it, and I said, Satan. <laughs> I looked at it, and then I threw it in the trash. Ain't God good? Y'all ain't saying nothing. I threw it in the trash. and said, I ain't even finna mess with you. You ain't finna do that to me because you're just trying to mess with me. You're just trying to tear me up. <laughs> Now, 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 watch this. Watch this. He mixes fact and fiction. He, he mixes a little truth with, with a little lie. Here's the deal. Uh, you like brownies. Where are my brownie lovers at? Okay. All right. All right. What's this? Imagine putting a little dog poop. I told you it was graphic. I told you. I warned you. I warned you. Let's go back to the help. Imagine a human being placing their excrement. If those of you saying busy, what is excrement? If you ain't figured it out, then, <laughs> then I'm going to ask somebody to make you some. Okay? Well, I says, imagine, imagine someone taking excrement and putting it in some brownies. Would you say to yourself, well, it's just a look. <laughs> On that movie, The Help, when that girl was eating that chocolate pie. Y'all remember that? And if you like me, see, I don't like when people get real loud, but internally, I was like, that's right, get her, because I'm so sick of her. The way she's talking to folks, thinks she's doing something. Get, eat some more. <laughs> Would you eat those brownies? No. But it's just a little bit. It's the same way when you let Satan mix a little truth and a little lie. It's all nasty. Don't none of it taste good. You just don't realize it's got poop in it. Are y'all still here? Fourth voice, fourth voice, and, and, um, and, and, and I'm going to have to finish this on next week. Fourth voice, fourth voice. I'm going to finish this on next week. Fourth voice, fourth voice. God talking. B-I-N-G-O. Bingo. <laughs> What's his name, O? Because mm -hmm, there was a farmer. <laughs> Is there anybody here that knows about that farmer? <laughs> okay, watch this. <laughs> Y'all going to make me quicken. Y'all better quit that. Y'all going to make me quicken. Y'all stop that. Okay, watch this. The fourth voice is God. The creator of everything that is, everything that has been, everything that will be, that has not yet manifested, that was already done. God's voice, hear me, is God's leading. God's voice is God's leading. And hear me and hear me well, Harvest. And most often it does not appear in an audible voice. I hear people sometimes tell me things, and they said, me and God were talking. I said, well, if you were talking to the Lord as much as you were, your life would look better than that. You, you can't be talking to him, not that much, because your life should look better than that. No, y'all not saying nothing. That's just, these people that are always telling you, and they, 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 you know, they kind of weird, and they rock back and forth in their cubicle. Everybody else going down to get some lunch, and they sitting there rocking back and forth, talking about, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. That, that's and talking about, oh, I was talking to the Lord, and the Lord told me not to eat nothing today. Well, I'm going to eat. I mean, 
We ain't calling no fast. It's a fast. We ain't calling call no fast. I'm, I'm going to eat. We ain't calling no fast. So. Now, have y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all met people like that. They're just weird. They bringing up weird articles to you talking about, you know, the triangle and the moon and the moon and the stars and the stars and the rain and the wheels on the bus go round and round and the wheels on the bus go They say all kinds of stuff to you. You, you, you got to be, you, you got to be careful because watch this. If, if, and and here's, the, here's the litmus test. If you were talking to God audibly like that, as much as you say you were, your life should reflect that. Bishop, give me an example. If you were talking to President Obama all the time, if every time we saw him with his blackberry up to his head, it was you. Be like, hold on, ho- hold on, child. Let me flip over this p- president. He called. Hold on, let me see what he wants. Oh, what's Sasha Nim doing? What they doing? <laughs> but you tell Michelle, I like them bangs. She doing, you know, she, you know, I didn't know if it was going to work, but you know, I mean, she, she made it work, you know. It's about health and energy. You know, she made it work. Boehner, what should you do about him? I, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what. Is this secure line? I'm going to tell you what to do. <laughs> My friend Tyrone and Keith, we can get Tyrone, both of them. You ain't going to have no more problems. Okay, now I'm just being funny. Here's the point I'm making. If you were talking to the president all day long, shouldn't your life reflect something presidential? Now I'm just saying, shouldn't you at least have some kind of special, I mean, why didn't we see you at the inauguration? No, I'm just saying, they couldn't get you a seat? If you talk to him like that, no, y'all not understanding the point I'm making. So when people say they're having all these audible conversations with God all day, well, why didn't we see you? Why does your life reflect that? Okay, Bishop, why do you need us to understand that? Because some of what people think is God's voice is not his voice. It is them projecting their own wishes in a third person. And saying, I heard God. But then when you listen to what they say they heard God do, the voice contradicts the Bible. So that's crazy. Okay, here's the point. God talking. We've got to finish here. God's voice is God's leading. And most often it does not appear in an audible voice. In fact, when you study the Bible, there were very few times that God spoke audibly to someone that wasn't in a prominent leadership role. He spoke to Adam. Adam was the first man. He spoke to Noah. Noah was the progenitor of a brand new covenant. He spoke to Abram. Abram was the patriarch of the brand new covenant, the covenant in which you and I partake in today. We are the seed of Abraham. Genesis 12. I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. He spoke to to the prophets. He spoke to Isaiah. He spoke to Jeremiah. He spoke to Hosea. But these men were responsible for vast regions of the nation. He, He spoke directly to the 12 apostles that were to lead. He spoke directly to Moses, but notice what those, all those people have in common. They were in prominent roles of leadership. Now, Bishop, are you saying God can't speak to me audibly? That is not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is don't bank on something that his, his precedence has not set. His precedent has not set. God's not a gossip. God is like, ladies, he is not like your girlfriend that gets on the phone and gossips and calls it spiritual because you're just saying it so you can pray about it. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Well, I'm just telling you so you can pray. But you didn't have to tell me so we could pray. You could have just said pray. 
Now, 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 now watch this. He's not a gossip because when God speaks, things happen. When God utters a word, things happen. God said, let there be in Genesis and there was, which means if God is speaking audibly to people as much as some people say he's speaking audibly, something ought to be manifesting and God ought to be able to look at it and say, it's good. Here's the point I'm making. Here's the point I'm making. Here's the point I'm making. His precedent that is set is that he does not use audible communication as his primary method of speaking to his people. Are you getting that? Now, 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 now watch this. He speaks to our spirit. He speaks to our spirit. Now, 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 now watch this. Uh, the word spirit in the Greek is pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A, Greek, New Testament, ruach, ruach, I can't, ruach, Hebrew, Old Testament, okay, and watch this, you are a spirit, say I'm a spirit, say I have a soul, that's your mind, your thoughts, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a physical body, okay, so literally you're wearing that as a suit, you're kind of like an alien. And that's your earth suit. Okay. I'm just, I'm just being facetious. Your spirit. Got that? So he, he speaks. God is a spirit. They that worship him is worship him is spirit too. So he speaks to our what? Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say God speaks, God speaks to my spirit. my spirit. Say it again. He speaks, he speaks to my spirit. spirit. Now, are you ready to see how he does that? Be here next week. Everybody stand on your feet. Hallelujah. God speaks to your spirit. Quite often, God guides by what he doesn't provide. We're going to look at that next week. You need to be here next week. Look at them say, you need to be here next week. Look at the other one and say, I'm talking to you. And look at the one behind you and say, no, really, you for real. Tell them you for real. <laughs> Listen to me, when you understand how God speaks, it changes everything. Because you won't make bad decisions because he'll tell you what decision to make. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Anybody in here don't want to make any more dumb, unnecessary decisions? Father, we don't want to make any more dumb, unnecessary decisions. We don't want to go around the roller coaster over and over again when we can get off. So tonight, Father, as this word has been sown into us, I pray that it would begin to take root in the spirit of everyone that's hearing it. And I pray, Father, that tonight you will begin the process of setting the stage for where we're going to go next, next, next Wednesday. I pray, God, that tonight that you would let every person under the sound of my voice know this and know this clearly, that you love them. And that you desire to communicate with them. And that you desire for great things in their life. Jesus did not die so to save you from hell so you could live in hell on earth. And tonight with your heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in this experience and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, tonight's your opportunity. 2,000 years ago, Jesus hung on a cross. 
He is God in the flesh, Emmanuel, Theanthropos, the God-man. So much God you couldn't believe he's man. So much man you couldn't believe he's God. He hung on the cross and he paid the price for your sin. That means he paid the price for everything that you would do that doesn't please God. But he took it another further. He said, I am come that you might have life. Zoe in the Greek. That means when you got so much life, it's overflowing and it's bringing other people back to life. That means that when people get around you, they're revived. That they are vibed in the first place. That they are lifted. That they are changed. Tonight, if you don't know Jesus, that's waiting for you. Secondly, if you've given your life to him before and you've fallen away from him and you want to rededicate yourself to the Lord tonight, there is forgiveness for you. Jesus tells a story about a prodigal son. Prodigal means soft. He wasn't ready. He, he was a son that wanted to go out, but he wasn't ready to do what he thought he was ready to do. And he made a bunch of bad decisions in life. But the story goes on that one day the boy came to his senses and he said, listen, and I'll go back to my father. Uh, the, at least if he even just makes me a servant, it's better than the living I'm doing. And he goes back, and when he goes back to the Father, the Father's got open arms, and he's ready to receive him. And tonight, maybe you need to know that God is not mad at you, and he's still ready to receive you. Despite everything you've gone through in your life, despite the mistakes, despite even when you turn your back on him, I got good news for you, he did not turn his back on you. Even when you didn't want to pray to him, he was still looking out for you. How do you think that that stuff didn't kill you? How do you think that that stuff didn't knock you out? It's because he said, I bought you with a price and I will not give up on you. I'll go to the highest mountain, to the lowest valley, to the deepest ocean. I will not give up on you. And if either one of those is you on a count of three, you need to become a Christian and rededicate yourself. Whether you're here at the Aurora campus or whether you're on the internet campus, where are you at on a count of three? Throw your hands up. One, two, three. If that's you, throw that hand up. I see you, I see you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want everybody to lift their hands so nobody stands alone and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess my sin before you. I thank you that 2,000 years ago, you died for me. You want me to have abundant life. Forgive me for doing things my way. If this is my first time praying this, I am born again. You've just remade my spirit. I'm a Christian. If I was far from you, I am recommitted to you. I am reconnected with you. Give me the grace, which is your favor, which is your ability, your super to my natural to walk out this life. In Jesus' name. Oh, you can do better than that. Harvest, give them. Come here, darling. Come here, darling. Come here, darling. Come here, darling. How are you? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You've been through a lot. You've dealt with a lot. You've seen a lot. You've experienced a lot. And on more than one time, situations have tried to get you to expire yourself and leave the earth. You understand what I'm saying? But the rest of your days shall be the best of your days. 
God said he was waiting on you. He said he had something prepared and planned for you the whole time, but he was just waiting on you. He was waiting on you. He was waiting on you. Won't you give God praise, everybody? Bless you, darling. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your word tonight. We honor you for your word tonight. Father, let this this grace that's on us tonight. Let it go with us when we depart from this place. It's too warm in here. Let us, let us go and let this grace be on us. Let this grace be on us. Let this grace be on us. Oh, his presence is so, oh, it's so powerful. His presence is so powerful. Somebody said, Bishop, what are you doing? How come you're not saying anything? Because he's doing something. Seal this time. Jesus. I want you to do something real quick. You're gonna, we're going to be done just a moment. Do something real quick. I, I want you to just get, uh, just grab somebody by the hand. Just grab somebody by the hand. Anybody by the hand. And, and, I, and I want you to squeeze that hand. I want you to say this. Say this to him. Say, listen to me, listen to me. Very, carefully. very carefully. There are things, there are things in, your life in your life that you seem to be lacking. But hear me, often what looks like lack is opportunity. Say in the name of Jesus, I declare that there's no lack for you, but there is opportunity for you. you. Listen to me. me. Say, listen carefully. carefully. You have not seen seen your greatest days. days. Say, listen to me. me. I looked into your future future. and you look a whole lot better better than you do right now. Now somebody says, Bishop, how, 
how did I look into their future? What, what you don't understand is when you looked at yours, you were looking at your neighbors. Because what God's getting ready to do in your life, it ain't just going to be you that's coming forward. You bringing some folk with you. I said it ain't just you, but you're going to bring your family with you. It's not just you, but you're going to bring some folk with you. Lay your hands on yourself. Lay your hands on yourself. Lay your hands on yourself. Say your name. Say it so you can hear it. Say, you must speak life into your life. Say it again. Say your name. Say, you must speak life into your life. Say it again. Say your name. You must speak life into your life. Somebody give God a shout in the place. God. There, there is such a pool in here. There's such a pool in here. There's such a pool in here. Do me a favor, though. Hug two or three people around you and tell them, I believe what I just said. Tell them I'm that. And you can be seated. We're going to see what's happening at your campus this week. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.